Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. To those of you listening or watching on YouTube, I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community here with with the Katinas and being a cousin. Um, I want to let you guys know that this podcast is just a small part of what we do for our cousin community. In fact, tonight, actually, we're going to be hosting July's edition of The Gathering, which is an amazing night of gratitude worship and inspiration uh, via zoom and i know several of you listening or watching will be there we can't wait to see you guys Uh, if that's something that you're interested in being a part of or finding out more about what our community does uh, just go ahead and visit thekatinas.com and you'll find information there we would love to have you join us all right so i'm here let me remind you uh i've been noticing dad in past episodes you tend to talk without the microphone so (laughs) i'm sorry josh (laughs) oops i thought you were gonna say you tend to talk too much no 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 i just want to well i was listening with uh i the other day i was listening to an episode with alexis and we were in the car and she said who is that that is in the background that's not are they just in the in the kitchen or whatever i said no that's my dad i'm sorry alexis <laughs> um but i'm joined today by my dad joe my uncle john thank you guys for being here you guys just got back yesterday last night how was that trip where were you guys trip was great uh you know it was a unique trip we were out in northern california uh you know normally when we're gone we're, we're doing shows you know back to back to back this one was different we did a couple shows at an amazing church in in danville california uh shout out to cpc had an amazing time there we did uh hymns and stories uh went over well uh but the other uh two days we were just working on different things working on the documentary and then in the evenings uh monday night and tuesday night uh we did these private events literally for um families uh some good friends of ours who live in Turlock had their community of friends and family co-workers uh come to their place it was awesome and then the day after that we did a family reunion for some other uh dear friends of ours and we love doing that and you know you talk about the community uh, I, I hope and uh hopefully i could just say that if you are interested in something like that uh go to hello at the katinas.com submit your request um it's a more more of an intimate unplugged um it's it, just imagine us being in your living room that's what those shows were about so it's been a great week uh, got home last night and get to be home this weekend so um i would do i'm glad you brought it up because i wanted to talk about it today because i've been hearing whispers on there's a facebook group called the katinas and cousins and i've been seeing some stuff about a rumored documentary for the Katinas. And I know this is something that you guys and your team have been working on for years now. 
and it feels to me like uh, it's 90% done, 95% done, hopefully releasing this year. I would, what are what are your guys' thoughts? You guys were working on it while you were out in California. How is it going, and what are you excited about for the doc? Man, I'm excited for it to finally be done. Uh, and I do want to shout out uh, a friend of ours, Mike Everett. Um, Mike Everett is the director, and the, this is what he does for for a living: uh, documentaries, short films, uh, long form films, and Man, John, was it 10 years, 12 years ago? You know, he'd come up to us and said, man, we really need to make a movie about your, your the, the story about your family and about your dad's um, transformation from being an alcoholic to becoming a pastor. And it's almost like, Josh, people have come up to us all the time uh, throughout our career. Hey, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And we, I think someday we will. I know someday we will, but we've never uh, obviously written one. Well, Mike, man, he was persistent and consistent. So we started this process, and it's been a long journey to get where we're at. Uh, thank uh, and shout out to our friend Matt Swanson, Matt and Maria Swanson, who are uh, basically funding this adventure. And it's almost done, and we're going to release it. I, 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 we don't, I can't say the date, but we are releasing it this year. And for the cousins and anyone who follows us, you will hear about the premiere. Um, the documentary itself, when I think of documentaries, I usually think about, it's like telling stories. You don't have to give anything away if you don't want to, but like, what is the, as much as you can tell me, what is the story of this documentary? What's the story being told? The story, um, is without giving everything out there uh it is i mean it's the story you know when when you watch a lot of documentaries on bands you're seeing more of the uh the rewards and the the conflict and some of the just all the things that a band goes through as it concerns the music industry there's some of that um in there but i think the the, the whole of it is just as joe mentioned is the story of our family the different the ups and downs started from our dad and our mom. Um, so there's uh, some people know the the some general stories of you know there's been loss, there's been divorce, there's been um, failures, there's been some successes. So all of that is in this 90 minute or so um, movie, this documentary. And I think people who think they really really know us will be surprise about some things that they never knew about us the title is the katinas love god love people and i think that title pretty much covers the story of our family and loving god and loving people i think it's it doesn't it's not a natural thing that we just are born and we just want to love god and love people that's something that grandma always told us um even before we found out that that was sayings that churches go you know have themes of people ask me hey did your mom coin the phrase and to me she did in in my life she was the first one when we were little kids that she would say hey you got to love god and you got to love people and so 
I think throughout uh, the story is weaved the theme that loving God and loving people, it takes intentionality. And a lot of uh, how we grow in our love of God and our understanding to love people is through pain. Well, I'm excited for people to see it. I have seen a version of the documentary. I will say, Uncle John, being a part of the family, I totally agree with you that there was things I learned about the story watching the documentary because a lot of these stories I'd heard growing up, but there were some things in there that I'd never heard and I never knew. So I'm excited to see the finished version, and uh, I know we're going to do something special for the cousins when we premiere it. So Yeah. Um, I want to stay on the topic of movies because I don't know how much you guys are into films. Last weekend was like one of the bigger weekends in the box office in a while with uh, the Barbie movie <laughs> and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Have you? It's Christopher Nolan's new movie. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, the Sound of Freedom movie came out. I still haven't seen it. I know you guys have, but I know it's been smashing in the box office. I feel like ever since COVID, like movies have been, there haven't been like a lot of big movies out. Um, but I want to ask you, we'll start with, what are your guys' favorite movies and why? Um, well, I'll address the Sound of Freedom one. I would okay. say that it's like my favorite movie. So, so question, um, would you say since COVID, this was probably the biggest week for movies uh, uh, over the past I, three weeks? At least, I mean, I'm not like a huge film geek, but I would say the Barbie and Oppenheimer movie, yeah, the it was one of the bigger weekends I can remember since COVID. Um, I'm not a big movie guy, yeah. per se. Which is funny, because your son, Zion, oh, yeah. he's like one of the pe- people I know who, yeah. he goes to the movies by himself yes. and loves it. I actually had, speaking of Zion, I I remember uh, he and I, we were together. Um, this was while he was playing at Kennesaw State. And I was, he and I were just, I was asking him questions about, he's into the Star Wars, all of the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But man, it was interesting. Just, uh, he's into the whole making, you know, filmmaking, right. the whole, uh, very deep into the characters and, 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 prequels sequels and all the things in between um my favorite movie man um titanic was was one it's 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 iconic but it was uh it was one that i tend to fall asleep in movies Uh and that's not the most you know action-packed movie per se but it was one of the movies that i i just i stayed up the whole time now there was a lot of hype marketing before it came out i remember that back back then it just seemed like marketing for movies and music was at another level people just threw millions and millions of dollars towards marketing i think titanic was one of those last few movies uh before netflix hit and and all the other streaming platforms um that movie was i think the the storytelling i mean now it was a true true story Uh, that moved me. The, mu- the, the music was, 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 was amazing. Um, but back to The Sound of Freedom, I, I watched it. And uh, it's kind of a hard movie to watch. Uh, but, um, you know, the last episode that the three of us did together, we talked a lot about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And I was following uh, Jim Caviezel back in 2020. So at this point, 
he was two years removed from making the film. I oh, think wow. the film was done in 2017 I or 18, that. 2018. I didn't know that. And he was just hitting the wall trying to get, well, now we know why, the messaging mm-hmm. uh, the, of the movie out there. And so to see what it's done five years after it was complete, I think is a telltale sign of um, the importance of the story uh, of what the, and the message that he's trying to get out and where we are as a country. And thankfully, somebody, you know, I think it was uh, Angel Studio or someone who picked it up and, uh, and now it's out there. It was, it was done, it was done in a great way, but um, definitely a hard movie to watch. Is, I, is Angel Studios, is that Mel Gibson's, I, what does, I doesn't Mel Gibson have something to do with this? Well, he's definitely endorsed it okay. quite a bit and has been, definitely promoting it i don't know i don't know if he's connected to angel studios that i'm not aware because i had heard again this may all be wrong but i had heard that disney or someone affiliated with disney used to own the the film is that correct yeah but then they were gonna shelf it yeah yeah somehow angel bought the rights to the movie or something interesting you trying to get us to talk about Disney, Josh? No. <laughs> we can talk about Disney if you want. Nah, we ain't giving Disney no airtime right now. Oh, they got man. plenty of it. Um, that's a great question, and it's fresh on my mind because, uh, you know, StoryWorth, the gift that you and Alexis gave me for yeah. Christmas, uh, on the plane yesterday, I'm like 10 weeks behind. Okay. So I started like, okay, I've got to answer, you know, get this done because I really I enjoy the writing of uh, from the prompts yeah. but I sometimes my priorities get all mixed up was one of your prompts about movies so yesterday's prompt was what are your favorite movies oh wow so it made me think uh, and uh, you know we grew up we couldn't go to movies I mean Grandpa Moses is like no going to theater or, it was back in those real legalistic religious days where movies were a sin and if you're still think that then hey I respect to you um but I don't think it's a sin to go to movies respect anymore and prayers for you <laughs> <laughs> respect and prayers for your religiosity <laughs> anyways uh so I was thinking on the plane what are my fa- my favorite movies and uh I think I came to my conclusion clearly, uh, Braveheart mm-hmm. and Remember the Titans. Oh, wow. And uh, so I had to write, like, why? You know, Braveheart, obviously the the cinematography of that movie, even back then, yeah. to me was... Uh, was that late 90s or early Yes, it was Breakthrough. Okay. Breakthrough and the story. And I've probably quoted this quote as much as any other quote that William Wallace said to his Scottish men, he said, uh, every man dies, but not every man really lives. So that movie about freedom and will, and there's a whole nother speech. And I read it yesterday on the plane and man, it got me fired up and got me emotional, got me teary. eyed. just uh, paraphrase. He said, basically he said, we can give up today and have freedom for a while mm-hmm. but if we don't stand up for our country now if we don't stand up for our values eventually they will hunt us down yeah. in our beds and they will kill us mm-hmm. so you can take my life but you can't take my freedom yeah so braveheart and then remember the titans and by the way disney movie dad <laughs> <laughs> Disney's come a long way from Remember the Titans. Oh my they, God. they need to remember they, the Titans. They forgot. Disney, they forgot y'all forgot the Titans. The Titans. Um, 
Yes, but man, uh, first of all, I love Denzel Washington. Yeah. I, there's, uh, it would be hard to find a movie. I'm sure they're out there that I don't like uh, that Denzel's in because he's so gifted, so talented. Um, but the way he played Coach Boone, man, there was one time I remember and I read through the script. I can't, I wish I had it so I could read it because he gave a speech basically. Remember when they went off to camp? Yeah. And he had to take them away and basically said, hey, you may not love, you, you, you may hate each other, but you will respect each other. Hmm. You may disagree with each other, but you will learn how to play together. And basically, I think it, it, it's a, it's a, a message for today hmm. hey we may disagree but man let's respect one another yeah. we may uh, have total different political views but man we can be kind to one another sure. we've got to learn uh, if you're going to be successful in a, in your family or your place of work or in your community uh, we have to learn how to work together hmm. and so those movies are inspiring to me yeah. And uh, I hope Disney starts coming back. Yeah. Hey, uh, Extraction. Have you heard, have you seen Extraction? Uh, it's an action pack. It's probably the one of the most who's action. In it? Man, I I see his face. He's a man. He's this so- it sounds guy. familiar to me. He's a man. Oh, has, is it the guy? I think Yeti was telling me about this the other day. That plays Thor. Yes. What's his oh, name? Oh, Hemsworth? Yes. Yeah, Hemsworth. Okay. Extraction 1 it. and 2 okay, I don't on Netflix. Oh, man. Oh, they're on Netflix? Yeah. All right, cool. Great. <laughs> action No, packed. like, uh, real message, just yeah. a lot of action. <laughs> a lot of action. That's fine. No, that's I, a, I, I think, easy. like, I've, I've maybe had this conversation on the podcast, maybe with Zion, or maybe it was off, but I do feel like movies, in a way, are some, are kind of like the pinnacle of art, because... There's obviously the cinematography. It's that's an art. Um, there's music, like amazing music, and some of the greatest movies have great soundtracks. Um, and then the writing itself, the literature, like the, it's it's like a, this. It all comes together, and when the, a movie is really great, it, it has great elements and acting. Like I don't know. I think movies can be, and I'm not even really a film n- nerd or geek, but. I do feel like the process of putting together a movie is such like an artistic uh, endeavor that is, it it takes a lot of effort to make a good one. (laughs) I remember listening to that podcast of you and Zion and you guys were talking about filmmaking and the art of movies. Man, I was blown away because, and I'll be honest, I... I don't watch enough movies. I don't know enough. My interest level is not enough to appreciate um, the art of filmmaking. My favorite movies, I was, so one of them is Friday Night Lights. I love that movie. I love um, just, I think Friday Night Lights is based partially on a true story, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think the first time I watched it, I was maybe a freshman in high school. I was playing high school football. Mm. And so it really resonated with me. And I just love the idea of like small towns being unified around one thing. And and I think, I don't know if it's still like that. I imagine it is. But this small West Texas town where high school football was a religion to them and 
um, thinking about 16, 17-year-olds. It is kind of sad, the story about how I think there's a lot of teenagers who live their, their best years. The, the height of their life is when they're 17, they're mm-hmm. senior in high school. and But I think that's reality for some people. Mm-hmm. And just how much it mattered. I don't know. I love Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights. I love the soundtrack. Uh, there's a the band who did the soundtrack of that uh, movie is called Explosions in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just listen to that soundtrack like at a, while I'm working out. Right, right. Have you guys ever done that, dude? I I feel like that movie. And when you talk about the soundtrack, it impacted me. It impacted music mm-hmm. because I remember even after that, I'd hear music and think. Man, that sounds like Friday Night Lights, yeah. and it was not necessarily uh, the the band. Mm. So I think they they definitely put an imprint on that kind of that genre or that kind of soundtrack. Yeah, um, I would say Friday Night Lights, and then Saving Private Ryan mm. for me is yeah uh, one that sticks out to me as one of my favorite movies. And I don't think it's based on a true story, but it's like a period piece of during World War II and the story of a lot of sacrifice, duty, honor. And I love Tom Hanks in that movie. I think he's great. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those are my two movies. That's awesome, Josh. Yeah. Awesome. Private Ryan, I mean, it's been a while. I feel like you and I watched it together when you were growing up. Maybe. But how many brothers? Was it uh, like four? Four oh. brothers, <laughs> yes. Three, spoiler alert, three yeah. of the brothers died. Yeah. And, the uh, the story is about this group of soldiers mm-hmm. who are in the war, World War II, and they get a mission to go save this other brother and send him home to his mother. It has nothing really to do with the war effort, but I don't know. It's a good... You know what I remember about Saving Private Ryan was uh, on one of Grandpa Moses' visits here. Do you remember this? No. I can't... I don't know if it was my house or... We were at a gathering somewhere, and... What year did it come out? Do you remember that? I think it was early 2000s, maybe okay. late 90s. It either was when it, maybe it first released on DVD or Blu-ray. Okay. But he sat in someone's master bedroom just watching it. And we were all, you know, gathering. We had food and whatever. And he, he watched the whole thing. Wow. I remember that. Wow. I, um, I have, I've talked about this, but I have this... Uh, appreciation for d-day june 6 1944 and like the opening scene of saving private ryan is yeah. is probably like 20 it's depicting d-day i feel like that movie probably influenced me to like want to learn more about what d-day was and and um i have a question about uh, just movies in general and hollywood i mean there's a strike going on yeah. right now um do you think at least movies in the theaters, you think they're going to make it through this? Um, because I feel like the, the, the um, establishment of, of streaming platforms like Net, uh, Netflix, Hulu, and wherever you watch other movies has probably hurt them in some way, and now they're going through this strike. I'm not yeah. sure what the details are. Uh, how do you think it's going to affect the, you know, Hollywood and yeah. filmmaking? So my understanding of the strike is, so it started out as a writer's strike, and okay. now the actors have joined in. Right. So there's no, there, there's nothing Shut going down on right, right no now. No production right now. Yeah, and I don't think there's an end in sight. Perfect time for our documentary to come <laughs> <Yeah>. out. 
No, but I think my understanding is that a lot of it has to do with the streamers. So Netflix, Hulu, HBO, um, Apple. And from what I've understood, from what I understand, like in music for you guys, like with the music streamers, Spotify, iTunes, there is a number that is agreed upon between artists and the streamers. Like this is how much one stream is worth. Right. So like, I think on Spotify, 250 streams about is worth a dollar. So if you get 250 streams on Spotify, you make a dollar. There is no agreement Agreement with the Netflix and Hulu about what a stream is worth. And the theory, these are theories that I've heard is that like a lot of these, because these streamers don't run ads, they don't really they they don't have an obligation to release the actual numbers of how many streams they're getting because they're not dependent on ads. Like on cable TV, they used to say, "Oh, we get a million viewers a night," so that they could sell ads. Like, right. "Oh, I'm going to get a, a million views a night on this ad." It's, the streamers aren't like that, so nobody really knows mm-hmm. how much people are actually even watching these shows on Netflix or HBO or. No data. Yeah, and the thought is that maybe the numbers are not what as high as people think they are. That they're they're not. Um, a lot of these shows are not grabbing as big of audiences as people think, gotcha. and so these streamers are afraid to release that information because then it's going to hurt the stock price, which is where the value really is for them right mm-hmm. now. And so I don't know. It's a, it, there's a lot of battles. To answer your question, though, Uncle John, I do think movies in theater will survive. Mm. I do think there is something special still about going to, going to a movie and like the surround sound, the big mm-hmm. screen. And I also, believe it or not, I do think watching a movie is in a way a communal experience. I, I totally agree. There's something about being in a room with a lot of other people that you can feel the energy of the movie more, yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, I yeah. and when mom and I, I mean, it's Sound of Freedom might have been our first, maybe second movie since the pandemic. And um, I, I'll be honest, when I went, I'd had no hesitation. I think it was a second because I think the first time I went, it was so weird, you know, mm. being shut down yeah. for 18 months or two years or whatever. And so that was not even in my mind. And then all of a sudden I'm during the movie and you know how heavy it is. I could feel and it was packed. Mm. Well, there was one lady who was very disturbing. She kept coughing behind. Huh. But part of me was like, can you leave? But <laughs> then I thought, well, this lady, she's so into the movie. She yeah. probably doesn't even know she's she doing her it. Ticket. Yeah. And then when everybody stood to get up and then it, you know, on Sound of Freedom where it has that. Message. I haven't seen Sound of Freedom. Oh, Freedom. Mess- you got to go watch it. Uh-huh. I would really encourage you to, just for awareness, um, and anyone listening, uh, it, you got to go and watch it because this is something else that, uh, you know, with everything going on in our world, we can be distracted by stuff that really is not important. And this, I believe, if you just are, love humans, if you love people, you have to know about, like, I, I had... I kind of knew about it a little bit, but I and I never knew uh, the uh, 
the impact that that our country is being impacted by mm. child sex trafficking. Mm. It's unbelievable wow. and so sad. Um, but anyways, everybody was getting ready to leave, and then it uh, in the right hand corner it says "message in two minutes." Everybody sat back down. You know, huh. a few people left, but uh -huh. I was thinking, man, this is cool that people care. They really want to hear yeah. um, what what the message that Jim Caviezel said towards the end. So. Yeah, I do think there is something about your experience. If you had just been watching at home, would have yeah. been different. Yeah. I I notice it the most in uh, comedies. Have you guys ever watched like a comedy in the theater? I have not. And then the, my experience is I've watched like comedy movies in the theater. I'm like, man, that was hilarious. And then maybe a few years later, I'll just watch it at home and <laughs> not as funny anymore. Yeah. I think there is something about being around other people yeah. who are laughing with you that makes yeah. things funnier. I don't right. know. There's one time, and I, I won't say where, but a, a couple of movies that I watched where when you're around a certain people group and you're watching it and it's packed, John, you know what I'm talking. People are like, don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, oh, man, this is funny. That's funny. Well, thanks for talking movies with me, you guys. There's one more thing I wanted to tell you guys about and see, see your thoughts. So... Uh, I think both of you guys are know who John Bellion is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he's someone who really I look up to musically, and I love his music. I appreciate that he's like a songwriter, producer, and performer all in one. And he maybe a week ago released a song um, by a band who I think I forgot how much I loved them at one point in my life. Uh, Switchfoot. He really oh, wow. he did a cover of "Meant to Live" by Switchfoot, and when he released the song, he made this long Instagram post about the first time he heard "Meant to Live." He, I think he said he was 13 years old, wow. and he it, he found himself in tears. Wasn't he like in the back of his parents' car or something, something like riding, that. and it just grabbed wow. him? And he, the thing that in his post that made me that stood out to me was he said. I never knew you were allowed to write songs like this. And so I listened to John Bellion's version of Meant to Live. I loved it. And maybe the past week, I've just been listening to Switchfoot. Me too. Really? Yes. Well, so listening to Switchfoot, it's been years since I listened to them. But when I was probably nine or ten for all the way up to like... Maybe when I started high school, like Switchfoot, if you had asked me, was my favorite band. I have posters in my room. I listen to them all the time. So it's probably been 10-ish years since I've really listened to them again. And I'm listening to them now. And I'm hearing new things and realizing how much they impacted like my own musical taste. I think like that I never realized how unique they were for Christian music yeah. when I go back and listen to them now. I don't know. I want to hear, Dad, what your experience Dude. has been listening to them. So I saw on the thread where Zion, uh, and you, or it was either you or Zion that said John Bellion releasing. A, so I, you know, I read and then, Dude, and then I started. I went and started listening to Dare You to Move. Just the whole, all the, the stuff. And it reminded me of that time in my life, Josh, where, I mean, you know my story, our story about me being a dad and sometimes what, making the mistakes that I made. But I do think that I what listening to Switchfoot the last couple of weeks has made me realize is that there was part of me that really wanted to see into your life. Mm -hmm. 
And the only reason why I listen to Switchwood is because you were listening to it. And Eli, so there was a time when our whole family, we were just playing Switchfoot. Yeah. And obviously, I loved their music. And, and um, I, I loved, and they were so progressive. One of my best memories about meeting a, uh, a fellow musician was going, I was at the airport. And you had told me, you said, Dad... A switchfoot's in town and you, i think you and mom went when i was on the road we went to their concert yeah you went to their concert but there was another time i don't know if i think it was a different time where you said man switchfoot's in town but you couldn't go and the next day we were leaving and john foreman was leaving out of our same gate and i went to him and i said dude my you're my son's favorite artist could you and he wrote and I always remember, you know, he didn't say two. He said for Josh, uh-huh. John Foreman. And, um, I still have that. Yeah, we've done a few shows with those guys. Uh, I'm not close to them. But I think what they did for Christian music, but more importantly, what they did for you. I'm not sure about Eli. I, I know Eli listened to him because we were just, I remember going in our Oldsmobile van and having their CDs or, and man, Switchfoot was on on repeat. Yeah. But those dudes really made an impact in you. So this last two weeks, it, it gave me a, a, a reflection of, you know, even as a dad with all the mistakes I made, I remember I really wanted to speak the language to my kids that they could understand. And Switchfoot really helped us. Yeah, Josh, you, uh, Zion became, became a fan because of, because of you mm. for Switchfoot. Um, and shortly after that, he was interested in taking guitar lessons. Remember yeah. Paul David? Yeah, shout yeah. out PD. Uh, Paul David actually gave him a Strat, um, a white pearl Strat. I think he still has it. But um, there was a song from the Still record. I think it's Still record called um, Free. Yeah. Uh, I started writing that in my head, but... And then James and uh, Paul David, we finished it. But it was inspired by Switchfoot's music, not necessarily the the the, the lyric idea, but the vibe of the song. Because wow. they, um, they, there is there's some soul in their music. Yeah. Even though they would be labeled as a rock band, there's some soul, and and, and the groove in the music is uh, unmistakable. But they're. Um, they're still doing it. Yeah. They're still still out there, and uh, they're going on a tour. So their big their big album, "The Beautiful Letdown," I think it turned twenty, uh, mm-hmm. maybe last year or something. Gotcha. And so they're doing a beautiful letdown tour. Wow! I actually was thinking about that because, like, we actually we often talk about how you guys have been doing music for thirty years, and I think Switchfoot's probably around there too. Yeah. But there's not a lot of bands um, that do it as long right. as they do, and they still have a big, big enough following to where they can do, go on tour and stuff. Right. And and I think they're from Oceanside. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew they were from San Diego. Yeah. That's what I've uh, always Oceanside, heard. Oceanside, and I think their dad was—I don't know if he's still on staff. He was at on staff at a church. Oh, interesting. Called uh, what was it called? Was it North Coast? Church? Yeah. I think North Coast in Oceanside. Shout out Switchfoot. Yeah, I was. Dad, when you listened to them, like the they were not a typical like Christian rock band. Like 
they had they took a lot of risks in like their songwriting like just melodically and i don't know when i listen to some of their hooks and even just the melodies in their verses i can hear stuff that's like wow that's where i get that from Mm -hmm. like uh absolutely and i think there was something about them being from california that influenced that uh they were fresh they were original um yeah definitely yeah are they still doing stuff together Yeah, I was just telling Uncle John their their album, The Beautiful Letdown, which was like their big thing. It just recently turned 20 years old. Um, and so they're doing a beautiful letdown tour all, all over the U.S. Let's go together. Yeah. Let's they go a, watch it. Well, man. they have a show in Nashville. It's already sold out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could probably get tickets, but I would love to watch them. That would be sweet. Yeah. I would, they. Um, Where are they playing in Nashville? What's the venue? I'm not sure. Okay. They, But, I mean, it's pretty big. Big tour, like the, I think they have a show in Memphis too. Wow. And but I was telling Uncle John, like they're one of the few bands that, uh, at least in the Christian music yeah. in- industry, that they were doing it when I was a kid, and they're still doing yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah. Kind of like so you guys. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Those dudes, yeah. man, they were bad. And I re- I re- always remember the few times when we would play together. Just cool, cool dudes. Interesting. It like. Yeah, man, I, I like those guys. And you know how sometimes you meet people, you don't like them as much? Yeah. You like them even more because yeah. you're like, damn, they're they're Absolutely. cool. Well, part of it, so they are, they're, two of them are brothers, yep. John and Tim. So maybe you guys have that connection with them, yeah. just doing music with brothers. But Tim, was he the drummer? Uh, bass player. Bass he was player. the bass player. And then John played guitar and yeah. sang. And I we think knew one wrote. of the guitar players named Drew. He's not with the band okay. anymore, but he came from another band called All Together Separate okay. that we used to do festivals with. So, a lot of memories. It would be cool to get some of your guys' old Christian music pals here. On, <laughs> oh yeah, on the, that would be cool. Show. Definitely, yeah. that would be cool. John Foreman, if you're watching this by chance, or someone connected to you, we'd love to have you. Open invitation, please. That'd be awesome. John Foreman, I dare you to move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Dad, Uncle, thank you guys for being here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go? No, I will say that um, when you when we get to talking about movies or music, uh, fellow uh, peers like Switchfoot, it uh, definitely it's interesting how there's there are a lot of things that that uh, take you down memory lane, and, and you remember things. You know, as you guys are talking about Switchfoot, I remember just uh, where I was as a dad, and and Zion, he's been, he was so impressionable about certain things like playing the guitar, and it's uh, it's cool to know that some of those those memories are still alive mm-hmm. inside of you, even things that aren't so so positive. It's it's good to think about. Okay, this is what happened here, and and you remember why certain things happened, and so. Is that everything belongs like you you say joe man i i love that john and and i i guess i if there's anyone watching or listening and you're into art either filmmaking or music or whatever your form of art is man i guess i want to encourage you to just keep keep doing it you know do it excellently you never know who you're impacting i'm sure john foreman never thought man i'm gonna be reaching some samoan kid uh, half Samoan, half Caucasian, who's trying to find his way in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, his dad is an overbearing Christian fanatic, and <laughs> and uh, 
his mom is just praying for him and and God used John and just Switchfoot's music to really speak to you and now 27 years old and you the last two weeks you've been, been listening so I think I just want to encourage people man don't give up uh, God is using your art somewhere to uh, impact people and, and give them hope even if it's just for a season of their life that's awesome Dad. we'll end with that to those of you listening thank you for tuning in we'll be back with more episodes soon have a great day